Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast with Pastor Joseph Gibson at Cranberry Community Church. We hope God speaks to your heart through today's message. Amen. Good to see everybody today. Very thankful to be able to preach. One of the problems that I faced 37 years of pastoring was that uh, while you had periodic breaks, it was Sunday morning, and for a long time we had Sunday evening service and then Wednesday night service, so we preached three times a week, and we did special things also to, to break that up. But it was that preaching every week. It got hard, you know. Okay, what next, Lord? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you, you hear from them, and, and now I'm retired, and, and the problem is just the opposite, getting a chance to preach, you know. <laughs> you, get, you read the Word, you know, every day, and get in your devotions, and uh, then and you got somebody to preach to after that. <laughs> you don't always have the, uh, the person or the audience, and so... I'm very thankful uh, to Pastor Joe for asking me to, to preach here today. You have a wonderful pastor and wife, don't you? Can you give the Lord an amen for that, a thank you for that? He, uh, he's a wonderful man of God, and he's uh, bivocational. I did that the first year I pastored at chapel. Uh, actually, it wasn't even the first year. It was the uh, nine, because I was a, a Christian school principal. And uh, so it was just for nine months at the end of uh, the uh, six years of uh, principal in the uh, Christian school at, uh, in Clarion. Uh, that last year I did both. I did the Christian school and I did the church. And uh, there's just a lot of stuff to do. And your pastor uh, has been doing that how many years now? Five years? Somewhere in there, and uh, um, and that's probably why he's, you know, he said I don't have much time, and that's why he's taking today to fast and pray and and seek the Lord for this coming year, and so God bless Pastor Joseph. Can you say Amen to that? Let's give the Lord a clap offering for the gift He's given you and Pastor Joe. Amen. So we appreciate him and. And we love him and Emily. They're wonderful, wonderful folks. Turn in your Bibles to uh, Matthew one twenty one, and we have this is like a, the leftovers you have from Christmas dinner. We have a leftover Christmas passage, <laughs> and uh, but uh, I probably won't do too much about the Christmas story today. Just this one idea, and then second, also turning your Bibles to Second Corinthians chapter five. And I'm, I'm primarily focused in this passage uh, on verse 17 and 21. And I think, I don't know what we have here. Yeah, I want to do uh, verse 17 and 21 for this gentleman that's, uh, uh, I don't want to do the other verses. We'll just do these uh, three verses. Stand, if you would, to honor the word of the Lord. So Matthew 1. 21. Joseph is having this vision or dream about the angel, and the angel speaking, telling him, take Mary to be his wife. She's, uh, what she has conceived is of the Holy Spirit. Now this verse, and she shall bring forth the son, and you shall call his name Jesus, or Yeshua, 
for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus uh, means God is Savior. And then in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Verse 21, For he hath made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Father, we just pray today that you would come and just speak to our hearts, speak to our lives. We give ourselves to you. We give ourselves to you and all that is in us for your work in us, O oh God. We ask you to come and speak to our hearts and to change our lives. And we'll give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Jesus, he was given to us that he might, as a savior, that he might save his people from their sins. The, the word save mean is, in the Greek is zozo, which means to deliver. He deliver. He's a deliverer. He's a savior. One who rescues. One who uh, uh, heals and makes whole. That word encompasses all of those things. Savior, deliverer, uh, one who heals, one who make, makes whole. And he makes us whole, he heals us, he saves us, he delivers us from our sin. Can somebody say, thank you, Lord? So this is what he does. This was what he was born for. This is, was his destiny on the cross to take away our sins. I want to give you some other scriptures to what I'm about to talk to you today that will We'll just bring back in. So the scripture is going to be front-loaded here, and then we're going to talk about some things, and we'll, we'll, we'll make reference. So this is what he came to do. In uh, John, 1 John 1, 5 through 10, it speaks of this process and this work. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now note that. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He takes care of the sin. So, and... Then again it says, and if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Uh, then Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, 
who for the joy that was set before him despised the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So I want to talk about sin today, and I want to talk about the effects of sin, how it affects us, what we need to do about it, and also about, it's not just about our sin, because sometimes we're in family situations, friendship situations, uh, sometimes even in church situations. Now, I know there's no sin in this church, but there used to be in the church I pastored occasionally. <laughs> so, uh, and it impacts us. At times, it hurts and wounds us. Our own sin does that to us, doesn't it? It, uh, the devil uses us, and he uses sin to kill, destroy, and to steal. He does all those things, and that impacts us. And, uh, and so what happens with that? The idea for some of the thoughts of this sermon uh, came from a little book it must have been close to 15 years ago now that I was reading. I was in a doctor's office and I picked this up and it was written by Max Lucado. And uh, the name of the book was Give It All to Him. Give It All to Him. So the title of the message is Taking Out the Trash. <laughs> Taking Out the Trash. I don't know if you know it. But we had a, a garbage man in, or sanitation engineer, as he liked to be called, <laughs> uh, in our church. His uh, name was John Hunsberger. John enjoys Hunsberger. And some of you may know Hunsberger Sanitation. Anybody? You know, up here they probably don't have as many routes. But so they did our garbage, and, and a lot in Emlinton, a lot around the Knox area. And so I asked John one time, well, what's your busiest time of the year? This is it, right now. Before Christmas, after Christmas, New Year, people are getting a lot of stuff in and they're taking a lot of stuff out. The, all of the you know, feasts that we have and food that we have gets put in the garbage can and probably at this time of year, you know, there, there's all of that stuff that's going on where it just collects the trash and then on Christmas morning you have the kids and you open up the, uh, the presents and there's the boxes and the ribbons and the, and the paper that's everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> and somebody's got to pick that stuff up, take it out. I generally... I'm generally one of the key people there, but everybody kind of helps, and we put in a, a, a big trash bag, take it out, and I'll burn the, burn the paper, and then we, you know, have all the other stuff from the dinner, got to take that out, and then every once in a while you do something stupid like I did two weeks ago. The trash man comes on Thursdays. And I generally try to, Thursday morning, so I try to take it out sometime Wednesday. Well, when's that Wednesday it snowed? And then you got the trash. And I was really, you know, I just totally forgot it. It snowed, and I got thinking about it. I thought, I've got to remember that. And then I got thinking about something, and it stayed. 
Well, that's not the only time it's happened. Actually, I, I thought, this is Christmas. This is terrible. I've done this. Well, it wasn't too bad because just the way it worked out. But I've done it before two times in a row. Not good. <laughs> you know, not good, especially like in the summertime. We, uh, we have a lot of watermelon and things like that, a lot of melons. I love fruits and things like that. And you put that watermelon in the garbage and it, it gets in there. And if you forget the garbage, it's going to stink. Right? And it's not good when this stuff builds up. Sometimes, you know, the basement gets too full, the attic gets too full, whether it's, it's, it's stuff in the garbage cans or stuff that needs to get out of the house. And you've just got no more room for anything. I want you to think, I want you to think about if your sin and the sin that affects you, maybe somebody else's sin. Now, I know most of our problems is the other people's sin, right? It's there. No, sometimes it's our stuff or our response to their stuff. See, the reality is we all have issues. That's a nicer word for sin. We all have issues. And if we say that we don't have issues, that's our issue. You know what I mean? Have you known people that say they don't have issues, but that's their issue? <laughs> I know it's not you. So it impacts us all. And what if, what if our sin came in plastic bottles and it had size or it had shapes? like boxes, or it was, you know, watermelon that wound up dissolving and rotting and filling your, your garbage bag, and then you get a hole in the garbage bag. What if it had all of those things? Every, all of our sin is different, isn't it? Sometimes we think that, you know, our sin, you know, is everybody else's sin. And so we all share that, and that's what makes us kind of alike or whatever. Well, it's not. Every, you know, and sometimes we share similar type issues and weaknesses that we tend to get involved in certain things, but many times it's not. Uh, many times people are totally different from us. Don't assume that somebody, if you have an area of weakness that everybody else has, you're, when you do that, you're just projecting your stuff upon them. That's not healthy. It's not healthy. Don't do that. And so, just, we, we all have to deal with what we've got. And we have, in our families, we have to deal with the stuff that's there. And this stuff built, can build up. If it would have size and shape, and we had to carry it on our shoulder, it could have weight too. It could get heavy. Read Pilgrim's Progress. talks about that idea. And so we'd have to carry it around until the Lord took it. Is he not our garbage collector? He came to save us from our sins. 
And he took it upon himself at the cross. That's where we lay it down. And, and so he is the one. And, and I believe, and people dispute this, but somewhere on that cross that came, I believe it's when he said, you know, the separation between him and the Father. I think there's that that actually happened. It can be disputed. But somewhere on that cross, he took that upon him. And, and the Bible says in uh, Psalms 103, verse 12, that he takes away our sin as far as the east is from the rest. He, he removes that sin from us. If it had size and shape, if it had all the material things, if it had smell, some of us have secret sins. What, you know, that we, you know, we think nobody knows about. But what if it was like our garbage and it smelled? And I wonder sometimes, if sometimes, you know, our sin, we think it's hidden, but it's not. people really know, like our ki children. We cannot deny our children when our kids were little. You know, we can, I, and I've known people, and at times I've done this, I think, where pretend that, you know, I didn't have an anger issue with my kids. Or think to myself, that's a little thing, because I'm thinking about my own stuff. And yet they know how deep the problem is, don't they? And so when I crack my kids, get a little bit angry, I might, might not say, please forgive me, I got too angry. They did something, you know, that was, uh, I think of my one son, he was doing something in our wood burner and he left the ashes and the coals outside the wood burner, you know. And uh, I got mad at him, you know, madder than I should have got. I mean, I just didn't want that to happen again. And when it was all over, I had to ask his forgiveness. See, you got to do that. You got to do that. You have to ask forgiveness. He was, he was wrong, and he needed to, that needed to change. But I had to ask for forgiveness because I wanted, so that he knew that in spite of what he did, I still loved him, and I, he knew that I was wrong. I understood that I was wrong in being more angry than I should have been. So they know, don't they? This stuff shows up, and sometimes people around us know. In fact, they see clearer our sins than we do. It's trash. It's not good stuff to keep a hold of. And when we come to this time of the year, we, you know, we want to get the stuff out of the house, get it to the garbage collector. Who knows where he takes it? <laughs> you know, who knows where that all goes? You know, I, you know sometimes when you're by the ocean they take stuff from New York City out in the depth of the ocean one time we were on a beach at Jersey 
and all this medical stuff and plastic came up on the beach and with, with you know syringe we actually found a syringe on the beach and they've closed the beaches before that you know you can if you don't take it to the right place it's going to come back and i want to tell you spiritually you need to t we need to take our stuff we need to take our stuff to jesus or it'll come back it'll come back it needs to be buried with him he made him to be sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Got to get this stuff out. Got to get it clean. Got to have it surrendered to Him. Because He's got some good things He wants to put in our spirits. Good things He wants to put in our minds. Good things He wants to put in our hearts. He's got His grace, His peace, His love, His joy. Who needs to get rid of their... If you haven't come to meet Jesus, made Him your Savior, then I want to tell you today, you need to come and you need to give him your stuff. Give him your sin. Give him your trash. Give him the hurts of, that, that, that have caused resentment in your life. The hurts that have caused a poison, you know, from other people. You see, sometimes other people sin against us and it causes us to sin because of our resentment and our unforgiveness, because of our pride. And we say, I'm never going to forgive that person. Friends, that's trash. That's junk. That's stinky watermelon. It's heavy. It's just weighing you down. It's, see, there, 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 are, there are sins that stink. There are sins and, and hurts that impact our life because of other people's stuff. But there's some stuff that just weighs us down. We can't run. The race as God has called us to run the race. We can't be free and light and, and so that we can move and enjoy what God has called us to. Trash builds up. Ever have that happen in your life? It just builds up and all of a sudden, it comes out. That never happened to anybody but me, right? It doesn't look good. It stinks. It attracts insects. It attracts vomits. It causes diseases. And you know what else? Nobody wants to visit. Do you ever, you ever come across somebody that hoards stuff? You know, just it's everywhere. As a pastor, I've been in a. Uh, few of those homes, not people in, in our church, you know, uh, sometimes one place was somebody that was, had become friends and trying to minister to a couple and everywhere you walked in that home, I mean, just pathways everywhere and it was built up everywhere. And uh, they had cats and cat feces was everywhere, you know, they, they were stuck to the couch. They hardly got up from the couch. I mean, after a while, they weren't, they were sick, and, and so they were stuck down on the couch, and everything had an odor to it. But because it had built up slowly, it built up slowly in there, they were accustomed to it. 
they didn't think it stunk. They were comfortable with it. Isn't it funny the way that happens? We think our stuff doesn't stink. <laughs> but it does. And so listen to me. So if you haven't given your life to the Lord, you need to give your life to the Lord. I remember I had so much stuff when I get, I mean, I had alcohol, I had drugs, I, I had uh, stuff I didn't know about myself till I was three or four years in that that stuff wasn't bad compared to the stuff I was getting rid of at first. I had issues. I was captivated. I, I was in bondage. And I had no power to get rid of it till Jesus came into my life and delivered me from, from myself, from my junk, from my habits, from my hurts, from my wounds. So if you haven't given your life to the Lord, give your life to the Lord today. Do it today. You know, my kids, when I'd ask my kids to take out the garbage, you know, and uh, they say, yeah, Dad, yeah, okay, I'll do that. I, right now I, I, I'm playing this video game, but I'll do that in, in five minutes when I'm done here. Five minutes would come and go. Ten minutes would come and go. I'd come back an hour later, and the garbage would, what is going on here? They're still playing the video game. <laughs> That's what's going on here. And I said, get up, Obadiah. Get up, Silas. Take that garbage out. Do it now. After a while, I caught on. I didn't wait five. I, they said, I'll do it in five minutes, Dad. No. <laughs> When's the best time to do it? Now. Do it now. Take care of it now. Get it over with. Don't procrastinate one minute. Do it now. I realized not just for salvation, not just we need to do that beginning step, but as Christians, and even as a pastor, I didn't, you know, you know, once I got rid of the drugs and the alcohol, I didn't have to do that again. It took longer to deal with anger issues in my life. I needed to get married and <laughs> be tested. That have kids and be tested and, and realize it's deeper than you think it is. It's amazing how I got delivered of that when the kids moved out. <laughs> but we have stuff that, that, that builds up in our life, don't we? And so as Christians, we've got to, just like you've got to take the garbage out once a week, you got to take. You got to get rid of it on on a regular basis. Charles Finney said, "I need to be revived every two weeks." He he was a great revivalist. He said, "I every week." He, he said, "Every two weeks." He says, "I need to be revived and renewed." Well, there's stuff that just builds up in our life, and if we say that we have no sin, as John said, we lie and deceive ourselves. It's there. But the enemy says it's not, you know, he says, and we pretend like in front of everybody when we come to church, oh, I'm saved, that's all it took. 
you know, we're, we're all doing just great. Never have arguments with, with my wife, never, never have this problem, you know, in the family and, and, you know, whatever it might be. No, I better look at my watch. We have stuff. We have pride. We might have some lust in our life. We have, might have, uh, be materialistic. There might be some selfishness there, an envy, a fear, resentment. Stuff of other people might be getting to us in our relationships. There might be worry, guilt. There might be failures that we have. We were, we, we, that we played, you know, I used to wrestle in high school and college. And it's amazing that I can remember the matches. Uh, there were fewer, thankfully, but I can remember the matches that I lost clearer than I can remember the matches that I won. Because it comes back, you know? It comes back. Who cares about that now? But the failures of, of my life as a Christian, the enemy wants to haunt me with that. It's just trash. Take it out. Let it go into the sea of forgetfulness. Let it be as far as the east is from the west away from me. Take it away, Jesus. John the Baptist said of Jesus, he comes to take away the sin of the world. Let's give it to him. Let's give it to him. Let's give him the hurt that it's caused. The relationship issues. Let's give them. Let's, let's remember that everybody else's sin hurts us and we hurt others. Just like, like I've been hurt by other people's sin, I have probably hurt other people with my sin. And let's cut everybody a break and say, I just need to forgive them. No matter what they've done to me, I can think of things that people, uh, that Christians, who I call my friends, ha have done to me that hurt me so deeply. But they didn't need to be freed. Maybe they asked forgiveness and dealt with it. They probably did. But I needed to be freed from the hurt of what happened and what they did. And when I give that to Jesus, he takes it away, and I'm free, and there's no more stink, there's no more mess. He cleanses it. His blood washes it. And I'm free, and I'm healed, and I'm whole, and I'm delivered. Could we do something today? Could we just give our stuff to the Lord? Could we all stand? Now, you know, it might be for the first time. I'm going to give you an opportunity if you've never given your life to the Lord. Many of you I know, but many I, I don't know. And so I want to make sure that if you've never given your life to the Lord, I give you that opportunity today. Yeah, whoever needs to come for this, if it's just Mike, that's okay. Uh, but... Uh, I want every head bowed and every eye closed here today. If you're here today and you never gave your heart to Jesus and ask him to come into your life and to forgive your sin, or maybe you did that and it was a long time ago and, 
and but you know you're really not living for him now he's not you don't experience him in your life now you haven't recently asked him to forgive you and if that's you today and you'd like to give your heart to the Lord or you'd like to renew your commitment to him would you just raise your hand and say that's me pastor would you pray for me every head bowed every eye closed is there anybody as I look around today Okay, I don't see any hands. Just one more time I'll ask, is there anybody, raise your hand. Takes me a while to look from one side to the other. Okay, now I'm just gonna ask us, it looks like we'll assume that most of us are Christians today. If you've had stuff, maybe it's something just has happened recently over Christmas. Maybe there's been stuff that's been building up in your life. Could be a secret thing. Could be some issue with friends, family. Could we just give it to the Lord today? You might have to do something about it if it's a relationship thing. You might have to go to somebody and say, I'm sorry I said this, or I'm sorry about the situation. You did this, this hurt me. Or, but, but you have to express your forgiveness and also your willingness to release the other person maybe there's some other stuff that's worked up in your mind everybody's different i can't speak to every issue that could be here today but if you could just put your hands forward or your hands up to the lord and say here's my heart lord i want you to cleanse it can you do that today? Put your hands forward. Everybody just release it to the Lord. It might be just a little bit, but say, here it is. Cleanse my heart, O oh God. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my mind. I don't want to think about some of these things that have hurt me. I don't want to do that thing again. There's some things I've been saying, some maybe trashy kind of talk. I don't want to do that again. I want to get out of my heart, out of my mind. I want to be renewed. I want to run without weight. I want to release this to you. I want to be free. Here it is, Lord. Cleanse me. Renew my mind. Renew my heart. Lord, as I, I move toward this new year, I want to be free. I want to walk, and if stuff comes up again, I want to give it to you again until, until I'm clean, until I'm whole, until I'm free, till there's room for your goodness, till there's room for new joy, till there's room for new peace, till there's room for new power, spiritual power. In Jesus' name, I give it to you. Father, I pray right now that you just cleanse our hearts. Renew in us a right spirit as David prayed. Renew in us a right spirit, O oh God. Take away attitudes that are destructive, O oh God. Bring faith and power to our lives. Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and lead us in a, in a chorus, Mike. Oh, good.
God, you're so good, you're so good to me. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Should I go ahead and just bless yes. the folks? Father, we just bless your people. We thank you for each and every one of them. Children of the living God. Children of the living God. Bless your children, Lord. Lord, I think of that verse in, in uh, Psalms 103. As a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pities us and has mercy upon us as the heavens are high above the earth. So great is his mercy toward us. As far as the east is from the west, so does he separate our sins from us. Separate them, Lord. Separate our hurts, our wounds of sin. Separate it all from us. Bless your people with your goodness. Bless them with your joy. Bless them with your peace and your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you go today. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for a new message every single week. And as always, from all of us at Cranberry Community Church, may God bless you.